Hello and welcome to Tales from the Tavern, the Sea of Thieves official podcast. I'm your host, John McFarlane, and we are on episode 18. It's been a long time. We haven't seen you since E3 this year, but we're here to do like a year in review podcast. And in between E3 and now, we've had so many updates. We've had three major updates, as well as a host of Build Rat adventures. We had the Cursed Sails update, the Forsaken Shores, and Shrouded Spoils just last week. Um, obviously, if you are listening to us, you can go and watch us on the YouTubes in glorious 4K and see all our lovely faces around the table. And if you aren't, uh, if you are watching the video and you want to listen to us on the go, you can listen to us on any reputable podcast or app. Like They're sick of looking at us. Yeah. They're sick of looking at us. You yeah. can pause us and yeah. listen to just the voices. You look a bit pale today, John. I am, yeah. I'm <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, and also, if you tune into our YouTube channel, we do videos every week on there, as well as our weekly stream, 5 to 7, every Tuesday, mostly. And we'll let you know if it's not every Tuesday. Um, but without further ado, let's introduce everyone around the table. On my right, I've got Joni, executive producer. Which camera uh, do I look at again? Oh, this one. Hello. Well, <laughs> we're not allowed to introduce ourselves. Well, you want to introduce yourself. We do it normally, John. Yeah. Yeah. I know it's been six months. Uh, <laughs> I was trying okay. something different, yeah. but on you go. So, surprise, I'm Joni, executive producer. I'm <laughs> I was hoping you were going to introduce me. It's <laughs> better, but uh, Matt Booty, head of studios for Xbox. Emma Bridles, res engagement manager. I'm Craig Duncan, I'm the studio head at Rare. That one. <laughs> <laughs> Who won't be coming back on the podcast. <laughs> We're rusty. So, the year began with a closed beta and it ends at the moment with shrouded spoils in terms of updates so far. Yeah, 2018 has um, been so pretty, we, uh, yeah. pretty nuts, hasn't it? Yeah. Um, funnily enough, and I just want to tie this back and, and welcome Matt to our podcast. Matt's visiting Rare. Um, we had Phil and the team in uh, as well, which was, which was awesome. And... I think when we were doing our closed beta at the start of 2018, Matt had just taken on the head of studios job. So Matt was yeah. here yeah, the day I was before. Here. I was right downstairs. You, literally you, you, the, day yeah. the day of the day of Because yeah. you brought him down to, to our barn where things had just gone live and we were sort of just riding those few bumps and I think you just came down and saw a little bit of yeah, controlled like, chaos. Uh, <laughs> like mission control. That's we had all the telemetry yeah. running yeah. on there. Um, so yeah, you just sort of think back to that and think back to that closed beta and then launch. And then as you say, what, yeah. four updates in eight months, plus, you know, all the weekly streams and content. Um, I think we've done like 71 video, like just, just crazy amount. Um, yeah, it's been incredible. It's been a real amazing journey. So what have, what are some of your highlights between of this year? Cause I know it feels like in a way, it feels like forever, and then in a way, it feels like only yesterday. yesterday yeah. Like it's, it's so weird. But what's some of your highlights through that? I think I think the beta was one for me because we'd been kind of saying watchable, shareable for a very long time, mm. right? And an emergence and it, like wanting to watch people play our game for real, and to then come out with that closed beta and to have it blow up like it did. I think at that point we kind of we kind of knew that Sea of Thieves was something special, um, and we had something really special with this. You know, we'd got inklings of it from internal playtests with all of the insider program with the alphas, but to to kind of flip that switch and allow people to start sharing their stories, that was for me the moment when it was like, okay, Sea of Thieves is something real, and we've got a massive opportunity here. Um, it was, yeah, it was being able to watch people yeah. not in a controlled environment where they knew we were looking at them. Um, and just seeing that go and going to the top of Twitch, it was insanity. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But then Good it's kind. kind. Of, <laughs> but then it's kind of capped with like the release of Shrouded Spoils, um, and how much that's enriched the world yeah. and enriched that emergent thing and the, the the reaction from kind of our community and our players there. And again, seeing all the videos that are being shared mm -hmm. and stuff, I, I love. It's a different kind of update to the, a lot of the ones we've done, but 
it it just kind of takes what's great about Sea of Thieves and just dials it up so much, right? I think that, that video I, I saw of someone shooting uh, a cannon at another ship, but they had the mega keg obviously <laughs> hidden in their captain's cabin. Have you yeah, seen that yeah, one? And, like, and it just, yeah. yeah, and it's like, maybe <laughs> don't hide it there. Yeah, but, um, and, but, but it's just that, that kind of seeing those new mechanics out there in the world. I, I love it. Right, and so. it's a different kind of update and a different way that we've done it because mm-hmm. we sort of only told people it was coming the day before and just yesterday went, how yeah. it's here and here's the long list of all the stuff that's in it and yeah that was gone kind long. of exciting to watch yeah. yeah it has been crazy like even just putting the video together for the content update thinking of things that we had to leave out yeah. just because there were so many things that we yeah. put in we had to kind of chop things out to, to trim the video it down just boom, 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 yeah. Boom. Yeah. i like the way you hid things in there though like the, the what the tanker drinking tank could, and yeah. the um the new glow on the uh, kind of ghost sails and yeah. stuff, yeah. So you didn't call them out, but they were there for the, the more observant to kind of spot. So yeah, yeah. I like that. And um, like we think about like all the things that we've done through throughout this year. It's been what eight eight months like since yeah. launch, and it's just been like hitting the ground running. I think because the amount of updates and stuff, it's hard to think about all the things we've done in between then, which include like, starting with The Hungering Deep mm-hmm. and then moving on to our first Buildrat adventure. I'm, I'm trying to think off the top of my head Skeleton how many Buildrat adventures it's been. Five, maybe? Five, Five Skeleton yeah. Thrones, Gunpowder Skeletons, yeah. Mermaid Statues. If you can remember all these, I'll be impressed. Festival of the Damned. Oh, more, and the I'm other one, which I'm sure people will put in the YouTube comments. And <laughs> I'll go listen, like, correct me on. gone blank, but I can't remember. Yeah. But, yeah. 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 It's five, yeah. So... Uh, yeah, we've had all all of those in between, and it's just kind of like it's been really interesting to see um, the game Ooh, being up. The one with the Reapers mark. Yes. Uh, Coast Cruise. Coast, Coast Cruise. Cruise. Yeah. Well done. Sorry, I just <laughs> yeah. um, see that be updated. That was one of the best ones, <laughs> it was. I really enjoyed like because that was the first thing we introduced like cursed cannonballs as well. Yes. That was a kind of mm-hmm. twofold, yeah, uh, a twofold update. But what has been your kind of favourite update so far, and why? And now the audio is going, is, okay. is, is it broken? <laughs> <laughs> so I haven't played Shroud of Spores yet. Mm-hmm. So I've I. only seen a couple of bits of it internally. So I'm looking forward to getting getting on and, and playing. That's not an answer. I no, mean, I don't. I want your current hung, answer. The hungering, <laughs> the hungering Deep for me because of, um, again, I haven't played Shroud of Spores, but um, uh, will be later. But um, the fact that we did that first update and we introduced a, qu- a kind of a quest and a new way mm. of cooperating into yeah. the world and we were testing something really different and to see how it dramatically changed player behavior in Sea of Thieves literally made the game like 50% or like twice as friendly um, in terms of people cooperating and not engaging mm. in ship battles and proving that we could put story into a shared world and have it work. You know, so yeah. you could bring people together, give them this cool crafted adventure, but everyone still had a different adventure, even though they were going and doing the same thing um, and having the same story. But they're the, like the story that we crafted, I guess. But the stories they had went on that story like was was different. And so and that's that gave us a lot of inspiration for future updates, but also like things that are coming in the future right? in terms yeah. of like involving our quest system and introducing more story and lore. It's, so it's kind of why it's funny to even do a look back now because we've literally spent the last day with Matt and Phil talking about the things that are coming, yeah. which obviously we're not going to talk about too much. <laughs> but um, yeah, so it's just it's, yeah. a, it's a bit of a head switch to and get people back. people loved Merrick. Yeah. They loved him. Yeah. And Merrick's son, Derek, I think is one of my highlights of, of the year. 
Um, for people who didn't see it, um, someone's pirate looked very much like Merrick, so he... Like our NPC. Yeah, yep. like the NPC in The Hungering Deep, so he termed himself Derek, Merrick's long-lost son. And, and now took a, a selfie por- with him. And yeah. he took a selfie, and that, there's now a portrait of them, and there's a there's a little entry about him meeting him. Yeah. Um, so Merrick left things behind when there he moved on. might be some nods back to that yeah. in some of the uh, future content as well. Ooh. 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 I didn't even know about that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> learning things. So, so from from a external perspective, kind of, what's it been like for you watching? I guess let's go from that beta through to, like, where we are. You know, I'll just pick up on something you said. I mean, I um, just from the craft of making a game like Sea of Thieves, I think it's easy from a, maybe an outside point of view or a non-technical point of view to not really appreciate how much has to work under the hood, how much plumbing there is to enable all this. And it's always been from day one, so exciting to me to think about all the potential that can be built on top of it, right? Yeah. Sometimes you come up with a big open world game and you try to put all this content on something that's actually pretty brittle and fragile and it will just mm-hmm. kind of collapse under its own weight. The thing that I've always been uh, very proud of the, the team for here is that from day one, it's been evident that it's a very strong foundation. It's like clearly something that you can you can build on and grow on. So, you know, when you talk about how do we bring in stories on top of an open world or how do you create, you know, new gameplay modes or how do we really take it in a different direction? To me, I have a lot of confidence that uh, having watched these different things come along, that it's on top of a strong base. And so I think that you'll just keep hitting these milestones of kind of critical mass of, oh, now we can do that. Now we can do that. Um, And it's just these building blocks, right? And if the idea, you know, if the core pieces snap together well, then I think you can build just about anything you want. Um, And that's been exciting. And And I really think... Uh, it's something that's e- just easy to overlook, which is how much work goes into just creating the base structure yeah. on top of which all yeah. this other stuff can be yeah. built. Yeah, And that's like a really good point from seeing from the community's perspective how even on launch day we had this thing of like, I I love the, the base that's here and they have so many ideas of what can go in. It's not like uh, you just get a list of like so many things from the community. I'd love mm-hmm. to see this. I'd love to see at the time like robots, three-player shit, more shit. It's like, so there's never a lack of things that we can put in there and it's great that we have that foundation to build that on. Um, talking about the community. Yes. That was my little segue. Um, <laughs> I, I believe list. you have a few lists of well, things you'd you like to Well, you ditched me for the last podcast and subbed in Cameron, so I haven't been on in a while so you've got a massive list. Is well, it? I was thinking about, okay, well, what have we done in the last six months? What have the community been doing? And I've just got a ton of lists. We launched creator contests. So with content updates, we've been asking people to create images, videos, cosplay, anything that they like. Forsaken Shores was a particularly amazing one. Yeah, Someone yes. built the uh, the tavern, um, like, Full detail. Someone did that amazing render of Stitcher Jim, yeah. what he would look like if he was real. Yeah. It was absolutely incredible. We've got a fan fiction contest running at the moment, which runs till January. So uh, if people haven't entered, take the stories that you're building as you're playing, write them up. They could end up in a book. Can you um, write some fan fiction about John as well, please? Yeah, <laughs> if you want to slip John in. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's fine. Um, <laughs> um, People have been doing charity streams. We've seen seen so many people supporting good causes through playing marathon sessions of Sea of Thieves with their friends, with the community. We've done a ton of shows this year. Um, people have turned up multiple times to see us. Thor von Blitz has come over from Germany three times wow. since launch just yeah. to 
meet the Sea of Thieves crew. Um, people have shown up in cosplay. People have made props. They've come along. We've added boatswains and moderators in our forums and the Discord. We launched shot shots so we can showcase people taking amazing screenshots. Um, I think one of my favorites is Captain Bullzonia. He does amazing, oh, yeah. amazing shots. Um, we've seen people forge friendships that they then turn into real life friendships. They play with their family, their kids, their spe couples play together. Yeah. And they've, a lot of people say we could never play games together until Sea of Thieves. I've, um, I haven't seen one tweet that says it's like marriage therapy, yeah. which <laughs> I, work it out. I thought yeah. was interesting. Lo yeah. Lots <laughs> of people like playing this as their first multiplayer game. Yeah. We, yeah, we yeah, met people at TwitchCon, that, yeah. the older gentleman who yeah. said he'd like he'd been playing games all of his life, yeah. but never played a multiplayer game. And this was the first one he went on to play in his life. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, People bringing in new players, so people who've come across a new player in the world, and rather than say, I'm a pirate legend and I'm going to sink your ship, we go, come along with us, we'll show you the ropes, we'll invite you in. Uh, we had a museum exhibition running over the summer this year, and we did a panel, and I believe the video for that is on the way. On the way, I'm looking um, at John. We've <laughs> added more channels, we've done, sometimes we have four videos a week, um, we're as of this podcast being out, we're running an advent calendar on social all through December. We're giving stuff away as a thank you for an amazing year. We've done community spotlights on streamers wow. and people who make comic strips. Um, <laughs> we launched a Discord verified server. Uh, someone recently got all the achievements, the first person to get wow. all the achievements. hours as well, right? In Sea of Thieves. We've now and, the uh, down. <laughs> <laughs> so he'll be the only person that got Just them. Just in time. Yeah. yeah. So we're doing community spotlight on him. We kicked off the Pirate Times where we show off player stories and report on things that are happening in the world. So there's, when you said, you know, what what have we done? There's, there's too much to talk about, but that was that's some of it. Um, and that's six months worth of community uh, <laughs> yeah. rounded up. And that's in. not even all of it. That's just what I could think of before I came <laughs> up. But there's so much going on. And we're obviously facilitating someone doing it. People are making their own communities in their own languages and their regions um, for specific age of players or players with families. Like There's so much going on that, you know, I, I'll stop, but we could go on for hours about it. It's amazing how it just became the new normal pretty quickly, right? Like the, it's like a the holy first, world. Yeah, yeah, the first month was pretty crazy. The first couple of weeks, especially at launch, and just yeah. like, ah, and that whiteboard and the infamous whiteboard of doom um, <laughs> that we had to stand in front of <laughs> with those issues, listing it down. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But hey, like, we, we write the issues we're dealing with yeah, on a whiteboard. Yeah, like, exactly. The least yeah. we can do is yeah. stand in front of it and talk but, about it. But like, it swiftly became the new normal, right? Of like, like yeah. the game's live, there's people playing it all the time, there's feedback all the time, we're releasing regularly, like, this is just, this is what it is. Like, let's just get, let's get into this. And we learned a lot from our Insider program mm. and from, like, prior to launch in terms of being open, transparent, and I think it's it's kind of really stood us in good stead and really yeah. helped build that community with that that kind of way of way of operating. I like, the, right? I like we've had the weekly streams to that as yep. well because yes. we've always talked about that. I mean, I think... Um, yeah, we've we've recorded. We're, we're actually sitting here in the broadcast area. We've recorded streams here of us playing. We've obviously had you know Phil, Matt's been here playing before. I think I don't know if we uh, released that video. We've yeah, definitely got yeah, one of maybe, Phil and Matt and Dave McCarthy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's good actually. We should dig it out. It's, I was watching it again the other day. Um, but you know we've done that. But I think now we we always talked about doing live mm -hmm. weekly streams and inviting people from the community to come and play with us. And just that that's just another thing we do now. Yeah. Um, particularly with new content we're already uh, I feel like we just started that but we're at episode 13 or already? weekly stream 13 already wow. it's been crazy that how how many were yeah, already I, done I think just after launch it sounds weird but my team were going the game's on all the time now people <laughs> are playing all the time because we've been so used to the, it goes up for a weekend it comes down and we're just like they're play, people are playing all 
the time, um, and that that doesn't stop. It, I know it sounds it's, weird, it's but, odd, but yeah, that was it was a weird adjustment was a to like, go. Yeah. Okay, this is this is happening. So obviously, Matt, you're over visiting as we talk about 2019 and and the future for Sea of Thieves. What can what can we expect uh, for? The future of CSEs. This is where Joe leaks things. I look at him. <laughs> and Matt, Matt's just in a like, what can, can I get? Like, out of all the stuff <laughs> I said yesterday, <laughs> out of all the stuff that. I've seen, yeah. what, what can this we is where about? we see all those and awkward we're going, cuts. We're going, yeah. cut, cut. <laughs> so, I mean, Joe and I were at um, Mexico uh, at the uh, XO18 event, which was awesome. Like, it was just incredible to be there, um, you know, representing the mm. team, uh, meeting our Mexican. Like, I didn't realize we had a Mexican. Sea of Thieves community, but when we oh, yeah. rocked in there and they were all chanting Sea of Thieves, Sea of Thieves, uh, it was pretty insane. Matt was there as well. Like it yeah. was the the, the atmosphere, the intensity. You know, we we met um, a ton of people. We announced the arena. We showed that for the first time. We did a Q and A panel, which is online. Um, what people don't realize is after the panel, we literally had what a queue About fifty people of yeah. yeah, like people just wanting to come and tell us how much they love Sea of Thieves, get a picture taken, which to me is just odd because we're just lucky to do what we do and and make games with uh, with a great team. But just people again, everything you said, Emma, you know, echoed. People love what we've done. Mm. They've met real friends, like people had met at, at Mexico XO18 mm. that hadn't met in person before. They'd met online. Um, so that was awesome. So obviously Arena is a big part of our future plans. Um, but like Joe and I talked about in the panel, uh, really, you know, if we think about Arena, we've also got the adventure side of the game, which we have been adding into, but we want to keep you know, really keeping adding and and uh, and doing interesting things with with the adventure uh, mode of the game, and that's we've got some exciting plans there. That how much do you want to talk about? Well, we can tease a little. Um, okay. Like, but I think like so. Yesterday, we obviously like talked about all the stuff that's kind of going on at, at Rare and um, uh, you know with the kind of battle toads as well. We kind of just like gave a glimpse of, of, of things that are going there. But as, as part of the Sea of Thieves update yesterday, um, we went and did a tour of the team, right? And the, for me, that was the most exciting bit because I don't, I don't get enough, I generally don't get to spend enough time just doing that, just going around or looking at people's screens. You know, we, just, we send around a weekly update internally, which has some videos and images, but to just go and see people presenting the work that they're, yeah. that they're working on and like the breadth of stuff that is being worked on right now across the team um, in terms of that's to enrich um, like the the world of adventure for Sea of Thieves, like you know new mechanics, new things to go do in that world, like the the work that the team's doing on the quest stuff that we've kind of talked about quite a bit um, about just enriching that quest system and the story, the kind of um, that crafted nature and the, like even this morning I was looking at like this 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 amazing location that's being kind of built as part of that 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 um, like it's it's just like it really. Like for me as a player, especially like outside of Sea of Thieves and stuff, the stuff that we've got coming uh, up is like it's totally like f for me as a player is the stuff that gets me really excited. Like I love that kind of like crafted nature of things and going on an adventure that somebody's kind of setting you and um, and so I, yeah to see all of that stuff and to see it all coming together and the creativity and the the fun the left-handed drawings that uh, that was shown to us yesterday right like by one of our designers um, uh, which people can now figure out what does that what's that alluding to but um, but. I just love that creativity. I love seeing people's um, uh, creativity and what they've got planned for for our players coming in the future. It's it's so exciting, um, and for like not just as a developer but as a player of Sea of Thieves, I, I can't wait to see 
what what you know what we're going to be bringing to this game in the future yeah, and, and think, what impact it has. And I think it is. It's it's that you know we've got an awesome community of, mm-hmm. of people that love our game, and it's like how can we keep delivering great things into them? But it's also you know Game Pass. We're going to sell a ton of consoles over the holiday season. You know there'll be new new players into um, without sounding business about into our ecosystem into into you know Microsoft Gaming and Xbox. Um, and see if these will be new to them, and we'll have new mm-hmm. Game Pass customers that will come in. And um, we've had see if these on in the Black Friday sale, where um, you know I think that's done super well. Uh, Andy, who's our business manager, uh, I won't go into exact numbers <laughs> on the podcast, but he was like, "Hey, Black Friday sale was really good. You know, we've you know got tens of thousands of new uh, customers coming in to uh, play Sea of Thieves, which is great." Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I mean, if you played it right, you could get a month of gold for a pound or a dollar. And Game Pass for a month for a pound or a dollar. You can play see if these for two dollars. It's insane. Bargain. Bargain. <laughs> <laughs> and we've de- and we've delivered four massive content updates mm. in eight months. Mm-hmm. So getting in and play it. I see because uh, I'm seeing a lot of that at the moment. Loads of people on Twitter saying they're jumping back in for the Shrouded Spoils update. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, saw some streamers on it last night as yeah. well. Right? Yeah, yeah. yeah, so that was super cool. Wow that we hadn't seen for quite a while, actually, like they maybe played around launch and then they came back and dipping in and, and having a look, which I don't think we really expected from yesterday's update, to be honest, because um, it was like because it's more of a, I don't know, like a crowd-pleasing update for, yeah. the, for the existing There's kind of players for me. There's a lot of stuff we've been so talking about for a while, yeah. Yeah. pulling yeah. all that together. Yeah. And that yeah. people have been but, asking for. Yeah, but it was interesting to see people that had maybe gone away for a while and then come yeah, back for this. Yeah, a few said, yeah. oh, God, there's so much more now. I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm going to put down whatever else I've been playing. I'm going to mm. jump back in. So, yeah, it's um, exciting times. Yeah. And it, it wouldn't be right for it to have you as a guest, Matt, and not to grill you with some questions here. So, uh, <laughs> I was waiting. I wasn't going to get off easy. Right. So um, this has kind of been your first year of leading studios, right? But it's not your first year of being at Microsoft. No. So I joined Microsoft in 2010 uh, and started out working on a lot of the Windows Phone, Windows uh, 8, Windows 10 stuff. And then uh, was leading the acquisition of Mojang and bringing Minecraft into studios back in 2014, was doing that up until this January. <clears throat> and really, uh, it's just what an amazing job to be able to work with all of our studios. I mean, uh, we had a great time here. You know, the same thing I love, being able to walk around, see people's screens. Of course, sometimes I get a little drawn in. Craig is, like, <laughs> dragging me by the ear because I'm sitting down and wanting to, like, you know, talk to the artists and things like that. Um, but it's, uh, yeah, it's been great. Uh, you know, we have been really busy with uh, the launch of Game Pass. Of course, we'd see if these really leading the way for us in studios back earlier in the year. Uh, great year for a lot of our franchises uh, in terms of Sea of Thieves going in, what we did with State of Decay, what we saw with uh, Forza Horizon 4. And, of course, we've also been busy trying to just increase our capacity and add some new studios. So it's, uh, it's been a, a whirlwind eight or nine months for sure. Well, that actually leads nicely into my next question, which is it's been a big year for acquisitions, right? Yeah. So how would you say like that fits into uh, the overall strategy? with Xbox? Well, a lot of what we're doing is really about player choice, right? Do you want to go to the store and do you want to buy the game, which is great. We love that. Um, Do you want to buy the game digitally? Is Game Pass the right thing for you? Because there's so many games you might not have otherwise stumbled into or wanted to play. Um, And I think that we just want to make sure that there are a lot of options. The thing about options is that then we need more games and we need more content. And you know, given uh, I love hearing 
all the stuff about the community and reacting to the players. I think, you know, I always look to Rare to kind of keep us honest about that, a lot of our teams, and just remember that it's got to be player first, community first. And we heard pretty loud and clear that, hey, we would love for there to be more exclusive Xbox content. We'd love for there to be more exclusive things that are coming out of studios. So that's really been uh, the goal, which is to increase our ability to deliver more games and bring more exclusives. And it's what, six new studios? Seven? With yeah, we'll end up being seven. We, yeah. think, we can just run through them real quick. I mean, uh, you know, we started a new studio in Santa Monica, The Initiative, with Daryl Gallagher, a guy who had led the reboot of Tomb Raider, really an industry veteran. And if you've been following, you know, along, he has hired some fantastic talent from uh, the Los Angeles and Santa Monica area, which has been great. Uh, and then at E3, we announced Undead Labs, who makes State of Decay, uh, someone we've worked with for almost eight years. It was actually one of the very first titles that I signed when I showed up. I was working to bring uh, the first State of Decay into publishing. So we had Undead Labs. Uh, and then, of course, Ninja Theory, which is mm -hmm. just sort of down the road from yep. here, right? And they've been up here. Uh, and they've been here, yep. right? Um, and then, of course, Compulsion Games in Montreal, who made We Happy Few. So those are kind of the first three. And then just uh, a couple of weeks ago in the Mexico event, we were happy to announce Obsidian Entertainment and In Exile, both RPG makers. And feel, you know, I've uh, people ask sort of like, what, what's the commonality? What's the through line on these studios? And it's not like we're out trying to fill in a spreadsheet of, oh, we need an RPG studio and a platformer studio and a kid studio. It's really more about who are the teams and who are the people and who are the creatives behind that? Because it, it really is about how can we, Microsoft, come in, hopefully, put some support around these studios that may have had some challenges sort of always worrying about what the next project was going to be and let them just focus on making their game. And we're less concerned about kind of this array of different kinds of games and more about who are the creative teams because I'll bet on a creative you team. That's yeah, it. you bet on people and bet on the team. So it's been uh, yeah. it's been great. I mean, uh, it's been busy, but being able to meet all these folks at different studios and um, there's it's so exciting just walking into a studio and every studio has got its own kind of feel and its own culture and the stuff and the way they work and it's always exciting meeting new teams. And then obviously We've got the most dogs though, haven't we? You do, you <laughs> do have the most dogs, That's which is great. Fun. Yeah. <laughs> is that a plug for our Dogs of Rare calendar? Oh, yeah, if you haven't yet purchased your Dogs <laughs> of Rare calendar, the proceeds are all going oh, to special effects. We're, 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 we're There's sending a calendar. Out instead of Christmas yeah. cards. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> yeah, and then obviously uh, our friends at Playground, which are also down the road. Right, of course, Playground, right, right. Um, which was... who, who, again, we've worked with for just a mm. ton of ton of years already, and, yeah, uh, yeah. and they're, they're an amazing team. So, well, yeah, and so that we'll... one's was a little bit like Undead, where the reason kind of it slipped my mind a little is we've worked with them for so long. Yeah. They've just done an amazing job expanding the Forza franchise. What they've Incredible. done with the Horizon Incredible. has just yeah. been uh, crazy, uh, so well done. And it was just great to take an eight-year partnership and solidify it and say, look, we now you know, want you as part of the, the, part of the studio's family. So it's great. Yeah. So I think well, whereas we think we've done well with eight, or four content updates in eight months. Matt's started six studios in eight months. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a bit not, like when I go shopping. I don't go shopping very often, but when I do, I just buy everything I need. One of every <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, yeah. I know, it's been a great year. And it, like, I think what people don't realize is we've actually had a, a number of those teams over visiting mm -hmm. Rare, and, and we share a lot of our 
you know, development journey and learnings with CFDs, and we've learned a ton of stuff from them. Um, you know, we had three four three here a couple of um, a couple of weeks, no, October about a month ago, yeah, yeah. about a month ago. Yeah. Um, and you know, they were talking about a lot of their plans, and and we were talking about a lot of our plans, and just just having being in in a set of studios where you can share things, I think, is just a, an awesome place. Yeah, yeah. One thing that we started this year, I say we as in the wider first party community groups, we all got together, we figured out who was at each studio. Um, we met up in May and we're now we're constantly in touch. We've got a channel on Teams where we can all say, hey, we're all trying to do similar things. Let's share things. Let's bounce ideas off each other. And having that sort of bigger support network outside of just your studio is, is amazing. Yeah. Yeah, we, we saw the same thing, like you say, with 343, especially like, you know, at QBR six months ago, they, um, which is kind of an internal review, like they presented their plans for the, for the future, which was really exciting. And we had some questions at the time around how are you planning to talk about this and your community and things, because things that are close mm -hmm. to our heart. Then they came across here, like you say, a month ago and like really dug in over a couple of days into how we've been working and what we've been doing. And then you saw even that influenced their next kind of way they were talking about stuff internally and things. And so yeah. like super cool like I, I love yeah. that I love that um, we can get like we can all influence each other and learn from each yeah. other in that way I think it's I think it's one of the most valuable things in it's it's and they also, yeah, yeah. They also yeah. say when we get arena up and running they're more yeah. than happy to play testing yeah. with us <laughs> and, and give us some feedback so uh, which, yeah. Yeah. which is great yeah and it's like you saw my next bullet point because you all covered it like <laughs> it's in there but it was um, so how do you feel that like Sea of Thieves fits into like, the overall strategy um, an Xbox, like talking about the ongoing franchise community. <laughs> yeah, I, I love that question. So, I really I look at it on a lot of levels. The first is uh, just when you think about the community. Uh, I think Sea of Thieves has brought uh, a wider range of players and some new players to Xbox, which is mm -hmm. is fantastic. Um, we just we do these things when we come visit. We do these all hands. And so yesterday, you know, I was talking a little bit about if we are going to make games for everybody on the planet, let's just be kind of like big about it, right? We need our studios, the people making those games to reflect the people on the planet that play them, right? And the, the planet Earth is filled with all kinds of different people, all kinds of different game players, and we need to have our studios full of all kinds of different people and all kinds of different game players. And I think when we're doing a good job, the products that we're making will reflect our teams, like the people's personalities. It's impossible for an artist or a designer or even a programmer to work on something and not have a little bit of them come through it. And I love when what comes through on the game reflects a diversity and mix of people inside our studios. And then it also is attractive to a mix of people. And I think CFDs really led the way for that uh, for us in terms of you know, how you talk to the community and how you've welcomed so many different people. And, you know, even on a, just if we want to get very analytic about it, we can even just look at people that come in and where they kind of come into Xbox and how they play um, and just see that it's it's different. So I, I love that. Um, you know, Sea of Thieves was also our first game to go into Game Pass on the same day that it launched. And, you know, there's a lot of sort of concerns about what happens when you take a game that's launching brand new and you put it in a brand new service. And we were fortunate to see that it really was, and I'll just use, you know, a, a boat, a pirate game here, but, you know, the rising tide 
side lifted a bunch of boats, yeah. right? More so people playing. More people more playing. People talking about the so game. more yep. people talk about it. And there, then more of the people that had bought it were engaged. And so it just, it ended up being like a really net positive uh, outcome. And, you know, it was great that the team took a risk going in there. There was certainly some risk. You know, it's going to happen when we put this game in there. But um, it really uh, worked out. And then just kind of the third thing on the strategy more and more games are moving away from this big launch, right? And more to how do we do updates? And it is a balancing act, right? And I think that where, you know, Craig talked about where the other studios can learn from what Rare has done, you know, it is such a balancing act between you want to give the players lots of fun stuff. And, you know, if you could just have elves come out of the woodwork, maybe you do an update once a week. But the reality is you want it to be good, you want it to work, you want it to be tested, and you want people to have fun. So there's a balance between how quickly can you put stuff out versus your desire to always want to give more. And I think some of the real practical turn the crank nuts and bolts learning about that is stuff that'll apply uh, yeah. across the board and you know it's where all of the the games are headed mm -hmm. i mean when you look at uh, even a game like minecraft i mean we put out 70 plus updates on 20 different platforms a year right and those are a little bit different um because that game you know it can be more feature updates or different platform updates whereas you know in sea of thieves you guys are really more focused on kind of things that immediately propagate yeah. through the whole game a little bit differently. But those are all learnings. Um, you know, I think uh, Rare has always been in its DNA. Hey, let's kind of be first and let's think about the way we can be on the cutting edge of something. And so Sea of Thieves in particular and this studio in general really helps our strategy and making sure that we're always pointed forward. Yeah, it's interesting to to hear that uh, i remember right at the very start when we were talking about the idea of a shared world adventure game mm -hmm. like the, the kind of swag yeah. and we were saying like will people know what that is like will yeah. people understand that and now it just seems to be a term that's thrown around for like different games that are releasing out there and it's like it's just a it's just a thing and when you say about rare being at that cutting edge and like defining what these things are it was really interesting to see that um so like as we kind of uh, wrap up here um what would you say has been your learning for 2018 and you what you're looking forward to in 2019 from each of you? I don't have that in the sheet, but I just want to know. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, Hang on, what we've learned and what we want to do next year? Yes. Okay. I mean, I think we've, uh, like Joe's mentioned this a ton of times, not only in front of our whiteboard videos, but I think in every Q&A we've done since, I think Matt's just mentioned it then. You know, we, I, I feel super proud of everything the team's achieved in 2018. Like, I think we, you know, we've launched a brand new IP, we've updated it, we've grown this amazing community. Like, I, I feel, like, genuinely proud of everything Rare has achieved. Um, and there's other stuff going on in the background uh, as as well. You know, I, I see if these definitely takes a limelight because it, it's out there and, and people are engaging with it. Um, but I think as well as that, we've, we've also learned so much. You know, everything around... How often do we release? How do we talk to community? Like, how do we, uh, how do we just be better at everything we do? And and I think we, you know, what I'll, you know, for for people in the community that are watching this, what I always reassure people of is we will always do our best and we'll always have our best intentions, but we're going to get stuff wrong, and we're going to make mistakes, and sometimes we're going to introduce problems into the game that we need to go fix, or we're going to have server issues or whatever. But whenever we do that, we're our intentions are always right. Um, so I think the learning in all of that is is the 
complexity and, and as matt mentioned you know the plumbing like you know see if these is a complex game it's a it's a multifaceted online world that's a sandbox that has people playing concurrently that's running on servers like you know there's a there's a load of bits of this this kind of complex uh, thing we've built that ultimately players shouldn't care about because they just want the experience to be awesome um but i think what we've learned is every time we do new things and every time we add things like that complexity is always there um and ultimately, we we always need to put our players first. I think that was always our intention, but I think we've we've learned we've learned our intention is is absolutely right for sure. For, for me, the biggest learning I think has been about you know we we, kept, we came out, we launched, we then went straight into the um, uh, just the content updates and growing mm-hmm. the game, and like had really wanted to show that intent for this is how we want to grow Sea of Thieves, and you know we had our weekly updates that were that were going out, and we, you know we learned that like we were going a bit too fast we were tripping over ourselves a bit we were introducing bugs and that trying to find that balance between kind of the speed of delivery and the quality of delivery and mm-hmm. and everything and that like the great thing is that by being open and, and transparent about it with our community they understand they they accept like they were even telling us slow down like it's okay mm-hmm. like you know and but also that that the impact that, that can have on a team right like we yeah. we ran hard up to launch and then we just kind of kept going and really it was a, it's, it's only really felt like since we had that kind of I don't know that moment of realization after the third update after Forsaken Shores yeah. where we were like look we've got to change our processes a bit we've got to get much more um like like locking down features sooner and like getting it out to pioneers and learning and, and making sure that the, the thing we're releasing is stable and and moving away from those weekly updates which were causing us to never have a moment to, to stop and think and, and like yeah, taking like a doing, beat and just yeah, thinking we were taking, taking yeah. the game down as well every yeah, week yeah. and know. so but but I, like for me and it feels like that 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 decision we've made has been so, so fundamentally the right one, both in terms of you know we released Shrouded Spoils and it went fine and it was great and it was a you know massive update, probably the most stuff we put in so far. Just doing and the release notes, yeah, was yeah, yeah. And it, like, yeah. But it all worked because we learned and we tested and you know we used the pioneers brilliantly and they're like you're amazing. Um, but I think internally as well, like the team kind of feels in a better place just yeah. in terms of like that you know because there was some tired people after the, the run that we've been on and like it just feels like we've we've, we've got to to a much better balance and you know you said player first is absolutely right but then we also have to think about the team and that like totally. the, the, yeah, yeah. you know the the, the, totally. the studio and everyone that's working and so it's, it's about finding that balance that's been the biggest learning for me and i think we're in a good place kind of like moving forward and so um i think like that's that's just something that's really consciously in my mind and has mm. been for a little while. I think about that, just like team health, like, and you know, even I was running a bit too much and like, like going, I had to like take a couple of days I was, off I was last week. Say, yeah. the, we get tweets yeah. every week, yeah. every week going, Joe is amazing. He always looks really tired. Yeah. So just, you're taking a break yeah. Yeah. over Christmas, yeah. right? Like you're but, gonna uh, rest. But, but even even like, like like literally last week, I had to take a couple of days off and just yeah. sleep because I just I've been but just running too hard, too many trips, too many everything. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's it's always about finding that balance. Um, and I think we've got I think we've got to a good place. And mm-hmm. Shadow Spores has been a great update. The stuff we've got planned in the future is a great update. But we'll make sure that we that we run it in the right way and in the same way yeah, and have totally. that have that diligence around it and. Mm-hmm. Um, like so yeah like that's the biggest thing for me and like looking forward is kind of maintaining that i think we've found our rhythm and i feel really good about that well me um i think i mean it's interesting that whilst we all do different things i think a lot of the core things that we've learned Mm -hmm. are the same like running a game as a service 
is a completely different way of my team doing things with community. It, it's it's much more 24-7. There's much more to communicate. There's much more to clarify, much more to engage with and just finding the right balance of how to communicate clearly and honestly and in the right way. And I think mostly we've done a pretty good job of that. And I think the community appreciates when we're honest and we, we sort of say this was what the problem is, but we're going to go and fix it. Um, their understanding, I, I, I think just really getting that established has been really good. Um, for next year, we just want to do more, really. Um, there's no other way to put it. We just we want to do more. We want to do bigger, better things. And I've already started planning that. And there's some good stuff to come. I actually think our opportunity is bigger next year. Mm -hmm. Like genuinely. Like I think, you know, to, to echo something Matt said earlier, I think the platform we've built on is solid. I think the game now is much richer than the game we launched, which we always said we were going to do. Mm -hmm. Um, and obviously we've got the benefit of we've seen some of the stuff behind the curtain. Um, but, you know, we're, we're the potential we have, it's kind of funny. We had, we had another review the other day. We're coming up on our year anniversary. Like, yeah. So you just think about that as just a moment, like see if these will have been out a year. Um, and while it's wonderful that all of our players have come along our journey with us and, and you know, everyone that's played in that year, you know, for, like I mentioned earlier, like for a, a new set of players that come into, you know, buying a console or playing on PC, like it, it see if these will be a new game for them. And it's mm -hmm. just like, hey, what can we do around that kind of anniversary moment? And what can we do around, you know, Arena mm -hmm. and some of the new things that we're, we're trying to do? You know, it's so interesting that you bring that up because just when I think about from the years working with the Mojang team mm -hmm. in Stockholm and on Minecraft, um, it's kind of a bit of interesting trivia, but you know, there's always, there's never been a tutorial in Minecraft, a tutorial mode, right? And mm. it, either the community's made it or it's been made up. But part of the reason is, is that every, we want to preserve that feeling of the first night in Minecraft yeah, when yeah. you try to survive and you just first discover the game because in a game that's been around for 10 years, it's easy to forget that you're always bringing new people in yep. and we've seen people who played Minecraft in high school they went to university they now have kids their kid 10 years is enough that now their kids are starting to play Minecraft and you want that initial magic and experience to be the same so yep. it's it's you know if we think 10 years into the future you know and knock on wood see if thieves is still going strong Think about you'll have players that will have played and been with you for that 10 years, but then you'll always have new people coming yeah. in from the beginning. And how do you preserve those sort of like magical first few minutes? And I think that it's just great what you talk about, that there's really a, a responsibility to, to do both, right? Yeah. Like there'll always be new people coming in and you don't want to rob them of that new experience by trying to assume, well, everybody's played this game yeah. for 10 years well, because no, you'll think, have new players. I think that's kind of the way... Um, I think that's kind of the way games are talked about a lot, which is like they launch and everyone plays them and then something new launches and everyone plays them. And it's just, I just don't think that's true. Like I think, you know, we have new players. Mm -hmm. I mean, we see it in the data. We have new players playing Sea of Thieves every week, every yeah. month. Yeah. Um, and I just I just feel really excited about what we've got in the plans. And I think next year can be a bigger year for us on Sea of Thieves than mm -hmm. this year. Mm -hmm. For sure. What about yourself, Matt? Yeah. Well, uh, just to echo some of this stuff for me, um, you know, you always know that this is the case, but you just get a much more kind of in-your-face learning about all the layers that it takes to actually 
run a game, right? Like before you, what does it take to launch a game, right? I mean, when I started first making games, you would, you know, have this gold master and this disc would go out and you hope you found every bug and <laughs> you would kind of launch it and then you'd sort of yeah. go away yep. for two years and go make the next one, right? And when you just walk around here, you realize day to day, you know, how much is, is going into the game, what it takes to keep a, a game running. Um, and really, it's such a great just loop also because all of those things, those layers provide more touch points for the player, more touch points for the community. And when it's working, you kind of get this thing going. You know, somebody um, said to me, we were talking about just sort of uh, making movies and making series that show up on TV and things like Netflix and stuff. And uh, they said to me, well, the amazing thing that's different about games is that when you put a show into Netflix, it's done. And five years from now, when you go back and watch it again, it's the same show. But five years from now, we have the ability to go and change games and shape them and take them into new places, right? So it's always going to be different. And that happens with that feedback loop. Like you can't imagine, I don't know, maybe we'll get here someday, but you know, imagine a movie comes out and every, oh, great movie, we didn't like the ending. They don't go reshoot a new ending and then put it out and oh, now the community loves the ending, right? But we have the ability to do that in games, right? Which is, is pretty uh, exciting. So I just think, uh, you know, really in the last year across all of our games and, you know, studios, we've really, been focused more on what are all those layers that it takes to to run a game on an ongoing basis. That's awesome. Well, that's a good Do place. Do you have anything? Yeah, go John. on. Yeah. Come on, John. You're always just keeping things moving. You work on the game. You work on the game too. Um, I think for me, it was the learning of moving away from, we'd been making videos for Sea of Thieves for what, a year and a half, nearly mm -hmm. two years, yeah. but like prior to when it launched. Yeah. And we'd made a ton of videos by that point. Um, and then as soon as we moved into that, like from launch day forward and running it as a service, we realized, oh, we, we have to step up our game on being much more regular. Uh, and the type of series that we were releasing before were kind of looks at behind the scenes or making of, of particular features. And it became more about when we, we did the whiteboard, the infamous whiteboard videos, um, and then moving into the dev update videos now that we do every week. Um, it, it became that thing of like a cadence of weekly talking and communicating with with the community out there and and just keeping them up to date on everything that was happening and having that personal face like in front of everyone and saying like and, and giving them that update. The other thing has been the streams along yeah. with the dev updates. I love streams. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's like in getting we always said like you say, we're getting the community involved with yeah. us and um, and it's been great to see some of those people, the, the names that you always notice on Twitch and, and Mixer and, and Twitter um, coming in and playing with us. On a, You'd learn that I have mad skills in Zay of Thieves as well from the streams, John. <laughs> skills right. with Mad skills. And mad. the fact that you nearly jump over the table every single every time. Every single time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Leaning forward Leaning towards forward. the screen. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, that's been, that's been super exciting. And into next year as we think about the... Uh, how the, the streams evolve and how we get the community uh, into our videos more. Um, I think that's going to be really exciting moving forward. Mm. Yeah. Cool.
So I guess that's us. So we have obviously the video available for the podcast on YouTube and we have it available uh, on audio on any kind of podcast app. Thank you very much for watching. If there is a demand to bring back uh, Tales from the Tavern. There is. I constantly keep getting message going, where is it? And why have we not seen you in months? Are you still there? Well, show us. Use the hashtag Tavern Talk on, on Twitter and show us that, that you care and you want to bring it back. <laughs> and I'll keep an eye on that hashtag and we'll see, okay. we'll see what happens. Until then, check out the YouTube channel check out our weekly streams and our weekly content on there there's loads of exciting stuff including the uh, shrouded spoils content update trailer that went out last week so check that out and thank you very much to our guests for for joining us today and thanks so much to the community it's been amazing uh, this year for 2018 and yeah. we look forward to 2019 and and joining you on the seas cheers bye